Y'all are now tuning into your new favorite podcast, The Rosie Perspective. I'm your host, Rosie. I want y'all to get ready for some laughter, good times, great conversation, new perspective. Of course, we got to throw in some explicit content. Overall, dope vibes. Now let's get into it. Hustle. Some people are born with it, and others have an ambition that drives them to develop it. Becoming a business mogul doesn't just happen overnight. It happens over time. It's a choice. A choice made every day once you open your eyes and start your day. Discipline, determination, and perseverance are also key qualities one must have on the journey to being all you can be. Start your day right and make the right choice. Light up and stay lifted with Lifted Smoking Goods. Rosie, I'm back with another episode of the Rosie Perspective. On today's episode, I have a special guest. I have Miss Jen from Let's Chat Podcast on with me today. Hi, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I want to say that Jen is in the UK, and I just found out it's 11 o'clock p.m. over there right now, and she <laughs> is a soldier for riding it out and doing this episode this late. So thank you. (laughs) You are hyped for somebody that is 11 o'clock. Oh, hell no. I would have been dead. (laughs) Well, I had to, number one, I listen to your, I listen to your podcast anyways. And listen, you're one of my podcasters on here that I love their content on Instagram. I listen to your podcast anyway. So when I was like, hold on, there's a potential for me to be on here. I'm staying up for sure. So yes. thank you so much for having me. No problem. I was like, you know what? I got to get Jen on because I listen to your podcast as, as well. And you have a little mixture of everything. Um, I listen to one episode I really enjoy because you have, you know, ones where you talk about your opinions on certain things. And then you have one where you have guests on, but you talk about like serious things. So I like the mixture of both. Cause you know, I'll be talking about some wild shit sometimes, but, <laughs> but I like yours. I know you had one, um, you had a therapist on, was she a relationship therapist? She was a relationship dating coach. Yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. There was so much good in there. It's things that women know, but hearing it being talked mm-hmm. about, you're like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I think you also had one on with a dude. Um, it was one of the recent episodes. Um, oh, Steph? I, is he uh, married? oh yeah my friend Lionel he was married yes. talking about finances <laughs> that but... was also one of a really good episode and then uh the latest episode that I heard of yours which we gonna talk a little bit about is yes. about yes. first yes. <laughs> because Chris is raggedy child like Whew. first of all Chris is raggedy we all know this he's trash but sanctified page needs we need she need we need a we need a sister moment. We need a collective sister moment. Come on, leave this man alone. <laughs> God did not send confusion to your doorstep. I mean, okay? she just uses that for everything. And at this point, I'm like, girl, I mean, I know they have contracts, but there's no way that she was unable to get out of that situation. The dude that announced that he's going to have a baby, he's 
very open with his feelings in no regards to how she would possibly feel. Talking about I would possibly get back with my baby mother. The disrespect. That's not even a problem. The problem is, and no, that's the problem. You're right. The problem is the attachment to being married and mm -hmm. the importance of what that means in society. And especially if you're from a religious background, being married and being having a husband is such a huge thing, right? Especially since she gave her body up so quickly under the covering of marriage. Then this man tells you, he's not attracted to you. He, no. He's not sure if he's attracted to you. After and he's yet you continue to spread your legs. Girl. I don't know what level of desperation this reeks. It reeks <laughs> of desperation. It, it reeks does. of low self-esteem, low self-worth. I mean, the blinders are on. She knows that this, she just knows, but she's so deep in her mind yeah. that I am married and I have to stay through the trenches. Honey, the trenches are for three, four, five years worth of marriage. You know this man for four, five days. It's not even a seven day week yet. Yeah, but he was giving her hell within the first two days because the, the whole thing happened the first night. That's when they slept together yeah. the next day. He said whatever, but my thing is, um, okay, I am married at first sight fan. So I watch every single season and they piss me the fuck off when they be like, oh, well, we're married now. You're my husband. It's been three minutes. Like, I get it, but you got to relax. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm just like, husband, husband, married. Like, she loves the sound of it. I swear. She loves saying, my husband, we're married. All the while, sitting there in a group of girls, Everyone's talking about their man. Everyone is excited. She can't brag. I know. Not only can she not brag, he told you you were low-key ugly. Okay? <laughs> he definitely you, did. <laughs> you continue to sleep with him. Then he told you that he's having a baby with the woman who he broke up with three months ago, yet she's six weeks pregnant. You do the math. You do the math. And then on top of that, as you're packing your bags to leave, no, first of all, he shows his complete ass. Yes. When he gets called out for his behavior, mm -hmm. he then tries to isolate you from the group. Yeah. Because he don't want nobody in your business because he doesn't want to be called out on his bullshit. Yep. And then he tells you that he might be in love with his ex. And they've considered getting back together. And, and considered getting back together. But because he asked you to pray for him, girl. you have a mental connect. Girl, I just. No. At this point, it was Chris and episodes in everyone's like, okay, Paige, listen, I'm, I'm in this on like a reality TV group on Facebook and it started off Chris, Chris, Chris. And then after a while people are like, listen, Paige, girl, you yes. fucking driving me insane with this insane. Like, you're right. It's the religion um, and having to be married and all that stuff. Again, I feel like married or not, theirs is a little different because they just met, but he's given you no reason to submit to be anything just because you have the title due to this experiment. 
Bitch, make him do the work, and he ain't doing no work right now. Okay. No work. If that was the case, I would have been like, no sex. Yeah. I continue to still sleep with this man who continues to embarrass you. There's a lack of accountability. I'm so sorry. No, the, no the sympathy and empathy that I had for her expired episode three. Yeah, no, true. And then if you remember, um, they have a preview where she's talking to Pastor Cal and she's like, yeah, we slept together every single day since we got married. Mind you, he started acting how he was acting day one. So how did you continue to sleep with homeboy? She is definitely desperate. So I'm curious to see how the rest of the season is going to play out. But I know this must be very, if she got it together now, I know she's watching this like, Oh my goodness. I, I know, know she looks like a she I know she sat here looking like a plum fool because you know what? There's one thing though is that as a viewer, we get to see everything, right? Obviously, we don't get to see what the pillow talk is because I know she's getting caught up in the pillow talk. We don't get to see that on a nighttime. So we get the advantage of hearing what he's really feeling. You're right. And and then witnessing what's transpiring throughout. So she probably is blinded because he probably saying one thing to yeah. her in that pillow talk, in that quiet time, especially if they're being intimate, right? Yeah. So obviously guys will do whatever. This is what I said in my last episode. A guy could sleep with you and he has no he can have no feelings for you. There could be no attraction there, but because it's offered, he's gonna take it. Yep. And this is exactly what Paige is in. So she's blinding it and romanticizing a situation that if anybody else were to say anything else, you would be like, cut him off, red yep. flags, go. But because she's so caught up in the experiment, I think she's a bit, there's a bit of shame. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. There's Girl, shame there. Like, Y'all got me fucked up. Can you get Listen. me out of here? <laughs> We would have to wrap it up early. What are the fees for me wrapping this the fuck up? I want to say, you know what? I would have did my little old VT. <clears throat> um, this is not what I signed up for. I'm not here for this. Gots to go. Yeah. <laughs> Gots to go. Because this is ridiculous. Last last season, everyone was getting in on Karen because yeah. of how she was treating Miles. We was thinking, okay, we about to get Black Love, Armani and Woody, times two. Karen, come on, Karen drove me insane. I follow her now in Miles, and I like them now, but she drove me the fuck insane for a while. She was, listen, <clears throat> she didn't like that, ma'am. She didn't. He had she to didn't like that, ma'am. He had to grow on her, you could tell for sure. He grew on her, but I feel like that's a little bit forced as right. well. The You're public right. forced her You're for right. him to grow. And the minute that <clears throat> people slid in his DMs, that's when she was like, my man, people's like, my right, man. I gotta get my shit together. My man. People want it. Yeah, my man. Listen, there's nothing like jealousy. There's nothing like competition. And there's nothing like a bit of fear that will drive anybody who's riding the fence mm -hmm. to make a decision. She was riding that fence. Yeah, and she, she was, was happy. Yep. The minute she stepped out of that experiment, out of that bubble and realized, hold on here. Girls are checking for my man. <laughs> this is my man, my man, this, my man, that. I was like, you know what? Okay, girl, claim your man because he was gonna. He had I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, he must have went through those DMs and was like, options, girl, options, options. Options. And he probably never options. had nothing like this before. <clears throat> no, shout out to Miles. <laughs> <laughs> going through it no you're right you're right so okay let's get into um a little background information about you with the yes. listeners um first of all i was surprised to find out when you told me that you're actually from boston so are you were you born and raised in boston <coughs> yeah yes so my journey to the uk Ooh, excuse me i got two hikes about kristen page um <laughs> that's okay my journey to the uk is crazy because i'm originally from boston okay i went to high school all the way up to my sophomore year um my mom was a nurse so she got a job in texas <clears throat> so i moved to houston mid my junior year of high school which is the worst time to yeah, move. I know. You're finding yourself. Do you need to get You're a drink? You're finding yourself. You, uh, what? You want to go? You want to go get a drink? Uh, yeah. Well, I have my tea right here. Okay. Yeah, you could drink it. I'll just edit this part out because we we can't have you choking on here. And I'm like, yeah, so girl, tell me about your life. Like, damn, you don't care about her well-being. <laughs> So I'll edit this. No, part. Page and Quiz really got me riled up, and my throat was like, "Girl, hold on." <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll start over. I'll start over. I'll start over. Okay, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So my story from Boston to the UK is wild. So did high school all the way up to sophomore year. My mom got a job; she's a nurse in Houston. So we moved to Houston. My and I started my junior year. And that in itself was a culture clash. Yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> East Coast girl moving all the way down to the South. And I ain't never heard a Southern accent before. Really? Not, not that thick. So I was in class and everyone thought I was from New York. And I was like, I'm not from New York. I'm from Boston. And then I didn't understand a word they were saying. So... <laughs> I was just sat here like acting like I knew what they were talking about. I had no clue. Like my grades were shit that year. The boys, I mean, first of all, <laughs> them Texas boys. Woo. <laughs> <clears throat> I know what they mean when they said Southern grown, because I ain't never seen boys like that in my high school boys like that in my life. I was yeah. just like, what? Yeah, I bet coming from Boston, cause girl. Exactly. <laughs> okay, you know. If you know, you know. If you if you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, football, track. I mean, the whole works, everything. Anyways, enjoyed enjoyed my two years over there, <clears throat> but realized that's not where I wanted to be for college. Because my mom was like, oh, you're going you're gonna to stay at home. I was like, no, I want the full college experience. I don't want to stay home. And my mom is strict. So there would have been no going out, no having fun, no nothing. So um, when I was in Boston, my sophomore year, I did a college tour. 
um, and I got to go to some HBCUs and some PWIs. Everyone was raving about Howard at the time. Howard, 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 Howard. So I was like, you know what? Let me go see Howard. So I went to Howard campus and I was scared. I was shook. Why? Was because the Howard 2000. Okay, so I'm I'm putting my age out there. I started I started my freshman year in college 2006. I did the college campus tour 2003-2004. Howard's campus at the time is in the hood. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the hoods. Yeah. Okay. I went from Georgetown looking at their college <laughs> all the way to Howard. And I was like, I don't want to be here past six o'clock. Like, this is scary. Like, this, this, is, <laughs> this is not safe. And then to top it off, a girl uh, got, she says she, claim she got raped by some guy on campus on our college tour so that confirmed to yes that confirmed to me and I mean those guys were like fresh meat they were just looking at us like we we weren't even freshmen yeah yeah, we were just coming to see and they were just on it and I was just like you know what this is not for me I then went to the real HU where's the real HU my alma mater Hampton University And I, I stepped on my campus. I was like, yeah, I saw black people. I was like, oh, it's real classy. The campus is really nice. Girls are dressed up in heels, makeup, dot for me. This is for <laughs> me. I was like, don't even know what I want to study. I want to be here. I hear that. This girl. is giving me a different world. This is giving me real world. This is giving me everything I need. I'm here. So my mom was like, if you get into pharmacy school, you can go. I got into pharmacy school knowing that's not what I wanted to do, but it was my road out of the house <laughs> and onto that campus. <clears throat> so I went, I went there, loved it. I changed my major to journalism, um, graduated, moved to DC, worked, and then it was time to do grad school. I thought maybe Georgetown. And then I had an opportunity to go to London. So I was weighing up the option. I have family here. So I was like, you know what? Step out of my comfort zone. I went to London. I did my master's. And I have not left since. That's crazy. Okay, so <laughs> you went to London. And um, so you've been there now for how long? Almost eight years. So how different is it from, forget Texas, because we're going to focus on Boston. But the transition from Boston to um to London how was that yeah it was like it was a weird one because thankfully working in DC made London feel a bit familiar if you know what I mean yeah so from the architecture all the way down to the melting pot of people that's coming in but it was still a learning curve because obviously there's quite a lot of Americans in London anyway. Mm. Um, and then obviously my school, you know, you kind of had like your student unions and stuff like that for international students. So I felt at home. It wasn't until after I graduated where I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah. So from <laughs> I'm sure. the, number one, nobody comes to London for the food. 
nobody comes to the, nobody comes to the UK for foods. I lost weight, <laughs> not even intentionally. It's just because the food wasn't good. Anytime you is it not here, flavorful? <clears throat> British food is not that great. I'm sorry. It's an acquired taste. You get used to it after a while, and it bangs. It's like one of those things like. It don't bang on, on at first bite. It bangs, you know, really? once you get used to it, maybe two, three, four years, acquire taste, you get used to it. Um, fish and chips, depends on who makes it, it bangs. Anything else that's quintessential British food is meat, potatoes, and veg. Okay. All right. So typical, regular, schmegular, but that's what you gonna get so what are like um, just think about the potluck at your at your workplace (laughs) she said the potluck oh my i don't want to think about the potluck because it's a hit or miss you may have one good plate and then the rest of them are bland so i get that's what you're saying so i haven't been to but for me and my listeners whenever that is are there are there borders even open right now for americans it's open but you cannot come in unless it's essential. So unless you're working. Um, so at the minute now it's closed. But let me just tell you, let me sell London because don't get me wrong. While the food is not, British food is not that great. There are a lot of other cuisines here that you can have. So obviously there's a huge Afro Caribbean mm-hmm. in um, African community here. So we have our own food. There's a lot of Indians. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of Asian Americans. So there's a lot of food. A lot. The UK is really known for having a lot of really good restaurants that are not UK, British, owned kind of food. Okay. So don't 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 feel no type of way about that. Um, the weather. That was another thing. Getting used to the weather. What's the weather like over there? Gray skies and rain. Gray skies and rain. Is about 75% of the British weather. That's annoying. 25%, you might get some. Spring, summer is a hit and miss. It's never hot. Like really? last year, funny enough, the first the first year that was really hot, like hot, hot, was when we were in lockdown last year. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I would have been I mad was like the house. irony. Yeah. You in the house in shorts and, and a top and, and you hardly wear shorts in the UK summer. It's like UK summer is like the beginning of spring. Wow, like really? That's that? Yeah, it doesn't get hot at all. That's why everyone travels abroad. So the best thing about the UK is positioned in a way where you can go to Europe quite easily. Okay, okay, got it. So if you wanted to go to Paris, you can hop on a train and go to Paris and you'll be there in two hours. If you want to go to any other European city, you're between two to three, four or five hours away and you can hit any type of beach in that European city. So you can go to Spain, you can go to Malta, you can go to the south of France and it's just so quick and cheap. London has nice beaches as well, but it doesn't get as hot for you to say like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, well, it's it's nice. It's lovely. There's a lot of things to do here, and there's a lot of really good-looking guys here. Okay, I was gonna ask. So, as a black woman in London, I know you said there's a big Mm -hmm. Afro-Caribbean culture over there. So, there's 
handsome looking folks. <laughs> big handsome looking black men of all races. You want African, you have it. If you want Caribbean, you have it. If you want mixed race, you have it. If you want, no, oh, there's some even some good looking white guys. There's good looking people here all the time. And some of them not even from this country. Which is even the best part. Like you have some in London is a bunch of people from other places that move there. It doesn't seem like a lot of the people are actually from there. They're just well, no, there's a lot of people that are from here, but there's a lot of people that also move here. Okay. And because at the time before the whole Brexit, they had a free flow. So the Europe they were a part of the European Union, which means there were a free flow of people from other European countries who wanted to live in the UK, they could. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So the guys there are, are they much different than American men? Ciao. <laughs> um, or you get what you get no matter what country. Okay. Listen, when it comes to men, fundamental men, core at the base in their core, men are men are men are men are men. Right? Yep. If they're dogs, they're dogs in the States, they're dogs in the country. They could be dogs in fucking, I don't know, Alaska. Men are, <laughs> men are men are men. But the differences of British men are, I don't know, there's a, there's a- A good difference? Yes, yeah, there's a good difference. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some, I do miss kind of that appeal of American guys when, if they're on it, they're on it. They'll tell you. Yeah. There's no like mincing around the words, but there's something about British guys where it's real subtle. There is a there is a bit of a chase okay. element to them that it's nice, but for British women, they don't like that. I don't either. I ain't with that shit. I need to know, sir. <laughs> you fucking with me? Yes. They don't like that. I, me personally. I'm a bit of both. I don't need to know straight off the gate. I like the little pursuit, the little chase, but it does get a bit old. Yeah. But I do like that that they're not just coming for you like, hey, Ma, what's good? Okay. I okay. never been I never been catcalled here in my life. Really? I never no. So never. how do they approach you? Do they approach you directly like, hey, I would like your number? Like, what is the whole So the approach? The, the thing is the approach could be different. You could be out, you give eyes. Okay. You give eyes. They'll look at you. They'll come over. If you're at a nightclub or bar, what are you drinking? <clears throat> They're like, what are you having to drink? And then you can start a chat. But there's no a mob grabby hand come over here. Unless you're in a nightclub and they're really drunk and off of it. But if it's on like a normal setting, huh. you're not going to, you can be walking and a guy could compliment you. He's like, raw, you look mad. Like you look real good. Like you're looking beautiful. And you'd be like, okay. And if you want to engage in conversation with him, you can, but it's never disrespectful. Oh, okay. It's That's never, a difference. hey, ma, what's good? Oh, and then if you don't answer, oh, you ugly anyways. Oh, you a bitch. Like, right? Yep, you definitely get some of those. You definitely get some of those. So I'm trying I wish to- I could see me right now because I'm throwing fake blows because I hate when dudes approach you on some, hey, ma, let me talk to you. And when you say, I have a boyfriend, I don't want to talk to you. Whatever. Oh, you a bitch anyways. Oh, you ugly anyways. No, <laughs> I wasn't ugly two seconds ago. Okay, you're right. I think a, a bunch of women 
Uh, I'm sure it happens other places, but I can only speak on America um, as you can since you used to live here as well. That's very common. Like, it's almost like, damn, like, what can I say in order for him not to be rude back? But exactly. They're like, oh, I just gave him my number because I didn't want him to. I don't do that. Like, I found a way to not give you my number. But, you know, they do get disrespectful sometimes. But I think for me, it's been getting better as I've gotten older now that I'm like in my 30s. But when I was in my my 20s they were definitely disrespectful with it so girl do you know let me tell you the most dc was so disrespectful really yes i remember i was walking listen i remember i was walking home from work and i used to pretend to be on the phone this is how bad it was i used to be pretend to be on the phone because i would have guys just be walking i'm minding my business grabbing my arm hey yo ma didn't you see me no i didn't see you I'm, I'm, what you mean did I see you I'm minding my business and it's never the guys that I want to approach me of course not that it's be too never good. the ones that want to approach me it's always the I'm like what dusty did you, where did you crawl out from <laughs> why are you here and then when you try to be polite and be like no um actually I'm okay I don't I have a boyfriend or I'm you know get, you can't have a friend of course, the signature line. The signature. You can't have a friend. No, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. And my friend, she told me this one good trick. She said, "If you want a guy who's bugging you to leave you alone, act like you're deaf." <laughs> she goes, "Act like you're deaf, and then start signing." She said, "Just be." So yeah, listen. Work. It works. Okay, because listen, there's nothing worse than a guy talking to you when you go. And he's like, yo, Ma, I said, and you just acting like you can't hear him and you sign in. He'll be like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Do you know how many guys will be like, yo, my bad, my bad, my bad. And you go about your business. Hey, girl, what's good? I've never even thought to try that. That is that is interesting. And that's Test interesting. it out. Test but it out. But I don't see how that works though, because guys are gonna be like, "Oh shoot, my bad, my bad, my bad." Yeah. What are you gonna say? Yeah. What are you gonna say to somebody who was not responding? You're right. You're right. And so if you start, and if you start it. yelling, yo, if you start yelling, and some people are like, "Yo, she damn, she can't hear you. He looked crazy." Yeah, you're right. He looked you're crazy. Right. So ladies, that's something else you guys can pick up and start doing because, hey, at this point, I mean, we're joking about it and it's funny, but unfortunately, it's really a thing. Like women are afraid to say no to guys because guys can't take rejection or guys won't stop. So, hey, by any means, whatever you have to do to to get him off your back, then you got to do that. So that I've never heard that one before. It doesn't sound crazy, crazy, but I didn't know that. I mean, look what happened to the to the woman in New York. I know. Yeah, because because the she what I don't understand what's going on with these fragile male egos. I mean, we got the likes of Kevin Samuels, big. <laughs> you look stressed, okay, girl. You the moment his name came out your mouth, you're like, oh my goodness gracious. Because I feel like we we have a group of men. Listen, there's certain things that Kevin Samuels say that is the truth. Yes, I agree. And certain things I'm like certain things you'd be like, that's harsh, that hits, I'm triggered, but it's the truth. True. 
I don't like his delivery and I, I don't like when he delivers delivers it. I feel like he puts a battery in the back of so many men who really genuinely don't like women and use some of the things that he mm. says to justify the mistreatment of women. You're like right. if you go in the comments and you just hear guys and be like, yo, this chick thinks she's all that. She thinks like, sorry. No, I agree. I, I think it's yeah. a delivery and I do think guys that ultimately aren't too fond of women are bitter because there's bitter men too. I feel like they be like, oh no, he's right. And you're right. Some of the things because um, you know, I've been put onto some of his videos and some of them I'm like, well, he got a point there. And others, I'm just like, he's just nasty about the way he says things. Like, who are mm -hmm. you? Who made him this god of social media? I don't know where he came from, but he is like everywhere and i'm like okay i don't put too much time in because i'm like i don't care about his damn opinion but um who's divorced he's divorced i was like is it, does he got a girl because i'm like it sounds like he's single divorced twice i guess he didn't have all the answers did he boo boo no he don't but you know what he's peddling a message and he's getting paid for it you're right Hey, secure your coins, Mr. Kevin Samuels. Whoever hey. is going to listen to him, I'm not, but somebody <laughs> out there is. I like his content. I'm just like, I can do without. I've been fine without him thus far. I'm going to be fine afterwards. So, all right. I have a topic that I wanted to discuss because, um, because yeah. I just wanted to discuss that. So, <laughs> it was something that happened where I know somebody that decided, okay, first of all, are you in a relationship? what are you in a it's complicated okay <laughs> she's in a situation okay but nonetheless i'm gonna ask so i have someone because i'm not married I'm but I'm, girl i'm single girl i'm single single okay <laughs> and very cute by the way y'all i wish y'all could see her in her curls got her face beat she's a cutie for cutie so all right so someone that was <laughs> She's not, but um, no, so someone that's married, they decided to take a large sum of money and unbeknownst to their mate, they lent it to somebody uh, because the person was having trouble paying their bills. Um, now the person doesn't want to repay it. And now your significant other is asking, where's this big chunk of money? And you have no answer because you weren't supposed to she was trying to lend it and get it back before her her husband noticed but that didn't happen because the guy refuses to pay her back now so my question today is oh wait huh, hold on hold on hold on hold on wait did she lend it wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> she took money out of her and her partner's account mm -hmm. to give to another man uh, yes, it was a friend of hers, Real, legit a friend, not someone she's messing with, but the friend was saying that he was falling on tough times. Why did she think she would be the one? And it was a few thousand. Let's not add, it's not a couple hundred. And her husband had no idea that this was happening. So, right. yeah, she, she has to take the L. She has I, to take that L. Girl. No, 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 because listen, I, I listen. Right. Because I had to think about this because there's levels. There's levels to everything. Yeah. Right. There's levels to everything. If you are in a relationship, not married, and you decide to give somebody 
money out of your own accord, out of your own personal account, and they decide to not pay you back, the only person that you got to deal with is yourself. You're right. What if you live together, though? What if you're not married, but you guys are? If you live together and you took that money out of your own personal account, that's still your L. Okay. If you dug into your joint account, meaning some of that money ain't yours. Yep. And you give to somebody else and you don't even think to notify me. You don't even think to bring up a conversation. You're paying me back. like and then on top of that the person doesn't want to repay you so it's one thing if your man noticed and then you like okay but i got it back but he don't even want to give it back to you now y'all you, you see now you're taking owls two ways <laughs> yep you're taking owls two ways okay you robbed the hand to pay somebody else who then was like thank you very ma'am i'm out of my situation i don't know you my phone's blocked. Do not disturb. And you out. See, what could she what she could have done was she could have said to her husband, listen, my friend is in a bit of a sticky situation. They've contacted me. They need some funds. This is what I plan on doing. Her husband could have advised her and said, you know what? That's a large amount of money. Wait, can I Maybe? add something in there? Okay, okay, go ahead. I should let you know. So she's unemployed. <laughs> So she's, she's a stay-at-home mom. So she, none of the money was actually. So what is she? What is this, Charity? What? You what? No, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. This ain't a friend. This ain't a legitimate friend. This is a friend that had they had a situation here. No, you know what it is? They're a part of a religious group, and you know when you're in the churches, someone could be in need, and you feel like it's your calling to help them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera not the same as the paid situation but when people are heavy in the church sometimes they use that to one take advantage of others when their heart is not pure and two people feel obligated to help so it pray was on the lord <laughs> we're gonna pray on the lord we're gonna fast and pray let's go fast and pray we're gonna fast and pray your way out of this situation right now we rebuke the spirit of debt we rebuke the spirit of <laughs> We just, we rebuke the spirit of rejection. We pray for blessings, prosperity. That's what we're going to do. Girl. I am not going to take from my household. If What the thing is, I don't mind. See, I understand about sowing money into a person and hoping that you reap the benefits because you're supposed to, you're supposed to sow, you're supposed to give without expectation. So her heart is in the right place. And if her heart is in the right place and her intentions in the right place, her blessing will come. After or before she did after, it after. Her blessing, no, no, listen, listen, listen. Her blood, I didn't say she was stupid. Cause you she she's foolish. See? The Bible says not to be foolish, to be wise, to seek guidance from the Lord, which she did not do. But her blessing and sowing upon someone's life, she will reap the benefits of that. You're right. She I may not get it at that moment right then and there, but she will reap that benefit because God won't forget what she did, right? Yeah. Now, the person who has taken and decided that he was not going to repay because God said that you should always repay your debt. Yeah. He frowns upon that. 
they're going to get it as well. It's a cycle. It it's is. A cycle. Yeah, but so, in the moment, okay, God, what in about the moment, In the moment, she's foolish. And this is why she should have advised her husband. Because her husband could have said, you know what, you can still help out. But listen, this is our situation. This money is for our rainy day. If you need to help, 100, 200, 300, even 500. Yeah, maybe Zach. Something to help them. But you can't just give all this money away. But that's where conversation comes from and communication. And why? And then we need to understand why she felt that she could not go to her husband. Because she know what it is? Because she know he going to say hell to the no-no? That's, well, do you know what? I would be looking at her like, so when we pay, so when you pay me back my money? When are you going back to work? <laughs> Girl, it's been... Your, stay, your stay-at-home time has expired. When you come, when you going back to work? Because I can't afford it now. <laughs> and they're like, what would make someone make such an irrational decision? One, I get it. You're one, you're married. So technically the money is yours. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't work. So technically you had no right to lend someone ample amount of money from an account that yes, your name is on it, but technically you were not inputting in. I just couldn't understand. I just don't understand the decision making that you decided to wake up and choose violence. (laughs) She woke up and she chose violence that day. And And the worst part about it is when you are trying to do something right, despite knowing that this could get you in trouble. And then the person then decides to shit on you further and be like, I'm not about to repay you this money that you did not have to do, that you literally stole from your account to give me. And then don't even have the decency. I told her. Oh my God. I know she's probably in bed. I know she's in bed. The thing is, when things like this happen, it doesn't even matter what someone else says. You will give it to yourself worse. You're right. What she must be feeling inside, what she must be saying about, oh my God, I'm such a dummy. I've been taking that as a fool. She, I'm telling you, she's going to give that to herself 10 times worse. You're right. You're right. So she. So do you so think she, it's automatically a conversation? I mean, obviously, I, I believe so that you must have with your spouse. Now, do you believe it depends on a specific amount or do you think any money matters, whether it's 100? Mind you, it's out of the joint account, not your personal account. Okay, see, I was going to say, it all depends on where the money is coming out from. Because, listen, I'm a believer of separate accounts all day, every day with a joint account if you are married um, or in a serious relationship. If the money is coming out from a joint account, I don't even care if $50, $100. We need to talk about that. Mm. We do. Because, number one, I just need to know. It is not necessarily even me saying we need to talk about what it needs to go. It's just letting me know, hey, this is a situation because we're both putting money into that joint right. account, right? So it's not necessarily taking, if it's not taking from my amount that I put in and it's yours, then fine. As long as it does not affect our monthly outgoings from a bill perspective, if it does not change the nature of what's going on between me and you, mm-hmm then you can lend that money, but I need to know when you're going to get it back. No, I hear you. Especially because you unless it's, account, that's different. Yeah. Like if it's coming from your personal account, listen, you can do, you can give them as much money as you want. Just don't come to me asking me for money. Yeah. What you're not going to do is give 3000 pounds or 
$200 and then come to me talking about I need gas money. You can walk. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can walk. You know what I mean? You can walk because if you can't afford something, you can't afford something. Mm -hmm. Do what you can do in the limits that you have. So like I had somebody, I remember I had a, funny enough, this was a guy, true story. This was a guy I went to school with. He had a crush on my best friend at the time. He was not the nicest to me. Okay. I didn't do nothing to him. He was just on, I don't know what his problem was, but he always was funny with me. Anyways, he was on social media asking for money. And he was like, I'm in a really sticky situation right now. He was like, my pride, I've dropped my pride. I need help. And I felt compelled to give him money. Girl, he would have Wait, pause. Here, pause. No, listen to this. Listen to Better this. man than me. I know. Listen to this. I was also in a job where I was just about to leave because of some shit. So I didn't even have money to give. But something in my spirit, I just could, I was, something in my spirit said give. I gave what I could. And my, me and this guy had not talked since college. And he was going back and forth. I was like, I'll send it to you, Western Union, blah, blah, blah. He got the money. He was able to pay a bill or whatever. Did not reach out to me after that. Fair dudes, not a problem. Do you know that I got another job and I got a significant pay rise from my other place? Because of that. So I sowed a blessing into somebody's life. Okay, I get it. That's nice. I reaped it. But I didn't sow in a way that was going to put me out. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't going to stop or put me in a, in a situation that I wouldn't be able to come out of. That should be the only time you lend anyways. You can't exactly. get all you have and then you asked out and the person is straight i don't really think that's how it works <laughs> no, that's foolish that yeah. is foolish it's like saying all right you don't have any clothes okay let me take all my clothes off yeah. and you're fully clothed and i'm here ass out naked yeah. we just swapped roles yeah, we just right. swapped positions so sorry to this woman i mean so i'm, I'm gonna definitely have to see how it plays out because i mean I don't know. It looks like she ain't getting the money back. But I'm like, that that is terrible. I was just You know like, what? That's fucked up. See, that's you know what? She got she got the okie doke. And I don't like people who do that, who prey on people's kindness. Uh-huh. I hate that because somebody is genuinely wanting to do good for you. Yeah. Someone is genuinely concerned. They went out of their way to help you. And all you could do is give them your ass to kiss. Yep. It's that to me, I'm gonna see you in the streets. That's what we want to do. I'm like, tell him I'm gonna pull up because he wild and like, what you mean? I'm like, wait, what you mean? He not gonna give the money back? Like, what you? Why not? I know. And he had the boss to tell me, I sir, do you know what's going on in my spirit? I would have been like, you know what? I would have been like, okay, cool. You know what? I have an additional two hundred dollars to give you. Where you at? <laughs> where you at <laughs> Girl, i feel you i mean unfortunately you want to help people but 
some people do pray and not everybody is worth the help, but you don't know who's who until afterwards. So exactly. she's going to have to take that as a life lesson, unfortunately. So, and um, I know her husband's probably like, listen, for the next two, three months, you're going to be on your back <laughs> every night. I don't want to hear no headache. I don't want to hear your period. I don't want to hear your tummy ache. <laughs> you going to pay me back. <laughs> yep. No, I hear you, girl. So he's like, girl, you better just <laughs> do, do what you do. do. <laughs> I know. And it, it's just going to have to work for what, what it is because that's, that's your decision. That's what you did. So no, you're right about that, girl. But um, it has been a pleasure, Jen. I had yes. Talking to you. I'm so glad we finally got able to do this episode. I know. Um, before I let you go, can you let the listeners know where to find your podcast? If you have anything else going on you want to let them know about? Yeah, so you guys can find me. My podcast is called Let's Chat. I'm on Instagram at let's underscore chat podcast. So do listen to me on there, add me. I follow back, I talk to everybody. I don't really have much going on right now, but I have a lot of content on my podcast. I think you guys will enjoy. I know Rosie mentioned a few. Please listen out to my Kevin Samuels one that I did. I really want the feedback. I'm going to check that one out. Is that your most recent one right now? No. So my most recent one is Married at First Sight, where I go in about Chris and Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, epi- the two episodes before that is the Kevin Samuels one. So guys, you can find me on Apple Podcasts. Spotify and any other podcast platform that's out there right now um but yeah definitely check me out guys and thank you so much Rosie for this yay thank you for joining me all right listeners until next time bye bye Hey y'all, so this episode is sponsored by Lifted Smoking Goods, a cannabis accessory company focused on bringing together the cannabis and entertainment industries through arts and culture, using some profits to help communities affected by drugs and the war on drugs. They sell cannabis accessories online, retail, and wholesale. So make sure you check out Lifted Smoking Goods on Instagram or liftedsg.com. All right, let's get into this new episode.